0: Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today. But before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps, and that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff, Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop CISSPcybertraining.com and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduced Cyberist Podcast, episode 94 CISSP exam questions around security kernels. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to the Reduced Cyberist Podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam while enhancing your cybersecurity career. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to grow your cybersecurity knowledge so that you're better prepared to pass the CISSP exam. All right, let's get going. Good morning everybody hope everybody is doing well this beautiful day and uh, hope things are going well in your world today we're going to be talking about some CISSP questions around security kernels okay don't fall asleep on the commute to work oh wait you're not commuting to work most people aren't right now at this point but that may be changing who knows how this is all going to play out in the whole drama that unfolds on a daily basis you know I wake up every morning and I go This is so surreal. This just seems really weird. Really weird, and I don't really know what to do myself sometimes. So, But to digress, yes, you know me. I digress quickly. My ADD kicks in, and I'm bouncing all over like a BB in a boxcar. All right, so let's move on to the exam questions. All right, exam question number one. Steve, this is your long. I'm sorry, so don't fall asleep again. Sorry. But it's cool if you can stay awake. You will get some great knowledge around the CISSP. Hey, okay, question. Steve has found out that the software product that his team submitted for evaluation did not achieve the actual rating they were hoping for. Bummer, dude. He was confused about this issue since the software passed the necessary certification accreditation processes before being deployed. Yay, but it didn't work. Steve was told that the system allows for unauthorized device drivers to be loaded and that there was a key sequence that could be used to bypass the software access control protection mechanisms. Some feedback Steve received from this product testers is that it should implement address space layout randomization and data execution protection. Okay. So which of the following best describes an item the software development team needs to address to ensure that the drivers cannot be loaded in an unauthorized manner? Now you saw this question earlier. It had been in one of the other um, podcasts, but they had just a different spin on it. So again, which of the following best describes the item the software development team needs to address to ensure that drivers cannot be loaded in an unauthorized manner. So That's the key thing there. A, improve security kernel processes. B, improve security perimeter processes c improved application programming interface processes or d improved garbage collection processes i like the garbage collection process that's a good one i like that one and the answer is a improved security kernel processes If a device drivers can be loaded improperly, then either the access control rules outlined within the reference monitor, which we've talked about on this program, need to be improved upon or the current rules need to be better enforced through the security kernel processes. Okay, so again, you can check this out at Brainscape. A lot of good questions out there. I think that one's a really good one, actually. That's a very good one. A lot of took a little bit of drama to get there, but it's better. Question two, Steve has found out that the software product his team submitted for evaluation did not achieve the actual rating they were hoping for. Okay, we've seen this one again, right? It's the same question, just a different spin on it. All right, and so Steve is told that his system does not allow or allows for unauthorized device drivers to be loaded. Okay, bummer, dude, doesn't work. Some feedback Steve received from the product testers is that it should implement the address space layout randomization and data execution protection. Again, lots of words, but... What is following best describes Steve's confusion <laughs> other than trying to read that and actually decipher what it actually means Which of the following best describes Steve's confusion A certification must happen first before the evaluation process can begin B accreditation is the acceptance of from management which must take place before the evaluation process C evaluation certification and accreditation are carried out by different groups with different purposes or D, evaluation requirements must include certification and accreditation components. Okay, so a lot of big words, a lot of stuff that's good, really confusing. But the bottom line is the evaluation, certification and accreditation are carried out by different groups with different purposes. And therefore you can get different results. Even though he thought he was good and he may have had it already good to go, but yeah, the other group looked at it and said, no, not so much. Uh, so again, th- those are key things to kind of consider as you're dealing with software. All right, question three, not the same, but it's different now. Sarah, okay, good on Sarah. Sarah's team must build a new operating system for her company's internal functioning requirements. Okay, so that's pretty amazing if you're gonna build a new OS for that. It's pretty cool, pretty smart person. The system must be able to process data at different classification levels and allow users different clearances to be able to interact with only the data, the maps, To their profile. Okay, good data classification plan. She is told that the system must provide data hiding, and her boss suggests that her team implement a hybrid microkernel design. Wow, big cranium, large frontal lobe. Sarah knows that the resulting system must be able to achieve a rating of EAL six, which we've talked about on this podcast, once it goes through the common criteria evaluation process. Which of the following best describes one of the system requirements outlined in the scenario and how it should be implemented? Okay, the data hiding, that's really, that's deep, super deep. Yeah, my, my brain works at about about a micro level compared to that. All right, so which of the following best describes the system requirements? A, data hiding should be implemented through memory deallocation. B, data hiding should be implemented through properly developed interfaces. C, data hiding should be implemented through monolithic architecture. Monolithic, okay, that's a big word. D, data hiding should be implemented through multi-programming. Okay, so if you start kind of looking at that, you can go, well, I can throw a couple of those out. But which one is it? B is the answer. Data hiding should be implemented through properly developed interfaces. Okay, so data hiding means that a certain function and or the data is, quote unquote, hidden, hence the name, or not available to specific processes. So therefore, the interfaces should not see them. You want to hide that data so that they can't grab it. Uh, Data hiding is a protection mechanism that segregates trusted and untrusted processes from each other, through the use of strict software interface design. Big words, lots of big words. You got to know that one. I would recommend if you don't know it, which I probably wouldn't have known that that well, honestly myself, uh, I would probably go through and start cutting out ones that I think I couldn't use and then go from there. All right, that's all I have today. Go check me out at Sean, S-H-O-N, like November. Sean, is at Sierra Hotel Oscar November. Gerber, G-E-R-B-E-R. That's like the baby food, the knife, or the toilet, whichever you choose. Uh, go check me out at SeanGerber.com, and you can see some great information for you there, as well as my CISSP training that you can get, you can purchase for you to help you pass this CISSP the first time. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today on my podcast. Head over to SeanGerber.com and look at all the free content that I have available for you. There is a CISSP mini course, free CISSP exam questions, podcasts, and so much more. It's all available to my email subscribers, so sign up. If you want my personalized CISSP training, purchase my training courses and I'll be there to help you with your CISSP needs so you can pass the test the first time. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up for, to join my email list and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to FreeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya.